that's what we're doing. 70s, 80s slasher, like everywhere in a... <laughs> We're in Friday the 13th trying to get away from a bad guy with a Garfield mask. I don't know. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's going to be good, though. So I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, you know what else is good? What? Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Pixelit, where we read, recap, and review video game novelizations. My name is Kevin, and with me, as always, is Phil. Hello. And on today's episode of the show... We're talking about Resident Evil Caliban Cove Part 2. And uh, we're we're having fun with this book so we far. We sure the, are, yeah. The first episode, you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of like chapters that were just like talking and planning and discussing, laying the, laying the groundwork. And then there's a big action sequence towards the end. Um, but now we're, we're going on and it's, it's, it's part two and, and uh, you know. Here we go. I'm excited. Go. I'm excited. So uh, we're starting uh, tonight. We're starting with chapter five. And chapter five is told from the point of view of our would-be antagonist. Yes. Antagonist, uh, Nicholas Griffith. And this was the guy that Rebecca was basically warning everybody about. He's he's an absolute banana. He's a, he's a bag of nuts. He um, is He's he's two squirrels fighting inside of a bag of nuts. Is that's all that's going on <laughs> in his head? Um, we have some really beautiful description of of this of basically him relaxing on a on a main lighthouse watching the sunrise. Yes, uh, we've caught start him in a moment of relaxation here. Like this yeah. is he's not he's he's a mad scientist, but right now he's not like squirreled away like like scribbling right. notes and mixing various chemicals like he's chilling out uh he's which, a mad scientist yeah. but he's um he's enjoying the gifts that nature gives yeah he, uh, he, he knows to set aside some me time in the mornings he knows to have a little moment of zen absolutely um and and i <laughs> it, what could be probably the theme of zombie literature and media in general one of his descriptions of the sun is um so he's talking about how the sun is it's great but and and it looks beautiful but it's all a lie because within hours the molten giant would beat mercilessly against the shore against half this planet its early mildness was a deception a pretended ignorance of the seeping radiation and withering heat that would follow but no less spectacular for the lying, it can't be blamed for a lack of self-awareness after all. It is what it is. Which I was it's, like, damn, S.D. Perry. That right? is that is probably the best summation of how we view zombies in zombie media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, is her description or, or is Nicholas's description of what the sun is? Right. It's such a strangely because because up until this point, we have basically stuck with our remaining stars, heroes. We've got the exposition. And as we mentioned last episode, we haven't seen zombies at right. all. Like we've, we've we've seen a SWAT team come in and fuck their shit up, but uh, we haven't seen zombies. And so when we finally get to our villain, it would be real easy for an author at this point to just say, okay, so we're going to have scene with a villain we just talked about. And it's like 
the it's in this giant tube filled with fluid and he taps on the tube and we get the boom moment where its eyes open and it's thrashing at the you know like you've seen right. in every sci-fi horror film but sure. instead we get like just chilling out with a sunset he's drinking, his, he's drinking his coffee watching the sun yeah yeah he's having a corona moment like he's, he's, he's having, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the good ones, I mean, not not one of the yes, more recent, not that corona. terribly yeah. bad ones. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a it's a terribly twisted, you know, one of those old Corona commercials where like someone's sitting on the beach, their feet up and drinking a beer. And then all of a sudden you hear brains in the background and blood just hits the camera. <laughs> uh, you, you hear wet noises. Right. Um, yes. Yes. Tasty. <laughs> There's actually we were watching uh, Stranger Things uh, season four, um, and we will pretty much watch everything with the subtitles on. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I was noticing is in a lot of the subtitles, there was a lot of use of the word wet and wetly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of these, sometimes I'll use closed captions and I'll wonder what the fuck is, I I have to assume I'm like, okay, this must, you know, people with, with hearing issues and stuff, they know better than me what they need in these. It just confuses me. But every now and then you see something like that and you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They do what they were doing. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Squelch is wetly. Oh, squelch. There's a word that bums me Squelch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like jello in a boot. Just. Absolute mess. The, the moist boot squelched wetly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Shoe stuck in mud. That's what squelching is. That's what squelching is. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get a little bit more about about Dr. Nick. I just realized he's Dr. Nick. Uh- <laughs> oh, my God. He's Dr. Nick. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're right. He's Dr. Nick. <laughs> Oh. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a little bit more insight into his plan. because um, So basically, Chapter 5 reveals that he has modified the T-virus. He's cleaned it up. And he's yeah. made it more efficient. And he has infected everybody in Calban Cove with this modified T-virus. And what it does is it creates a it still creates a zombie like a a decaying zombie person, but they are trainable. Yes, Uh, you can actually you can actually they don't they don't become um, like the other zombies, which Rebecca actually breaks down in a later in a in a meeting what the zombies are and how they have. You know, they're they're angry and all that stuff. That's not these zombies. These zombies are mostly docile and can be trained to do whatever it's and it's introduced in an amazing scene where he's talking to three of his former scientists um about what he's giving they're all zombified and he's giving them instructions what to do today and one of them has shit his pants yes and they're all yeah and they're all and they're all scientists they're all genius level scientists he, in fact, it happens in the writing so casually that you, I missed it. I had to go back over because he's talking about this guy. He's an asshole, but he's a genius asshole. So it's, he's good to keep around. Oops. He shit his pants. And you're like, wait, what the fuck what is the going fuck on? <laughs> <laughs> he shit his pants. And, and he's like, 
he's able to give complex instructions to these you know slack jawed zombies and they're called slack jaw they yeah they, at yeah. one point they referenced like despite looking like they are completely different people uh because of the way they all have slack jaws and like the dumb looks on their face they could all be related is is the way uh yeah. sd perry writes it and i thought it was kind of amazing a yeah. really good introduction um to to these to this new type of zombie basically it's fantastic and and they're all very open to suggestion uh basically he he says to the other ones he says it seems the doctor here has uh shit his pants again that's funny and so all the <laughs> zombies including the one who shit his pants start going <laughs> <laughs> and at one point he's like annoyed by this and so he looks at him he says say that your 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 wife is a whore and the kid the zombie goes my wife is a whore like immediately <laughs> it's that level of just just you know yeah slack jawed idiots basically pliability basically it's yeah. like yeah they're they're dead and decaying but i can tell them what to do right. um trump voters <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> do you get that shit oh just so you all know, uh, uh, Phil broke the recording doing his victory lap around. That the must room. have been what it was. I have to. I'm going to um, blame myself for that one. Uh, it somehow it somehow broke my input. It, it was such a powerful burn that my input just muted itself. It would not unmute. I don't understand. Yeah. But uh, whatever. I think it, it's fine. It makes sense. It was so damn good. It was worth it. It was so good. It was so good, so topical, so, so topical. current and recent. Oh, hot um, damn. You know, going into a, a midterm election year. Um, yeah, it was it was it was the yeah. joke that people deserved. It was the joke that people deserved. And oh, yeah. let's be honest, um, <laughs> this is not going to be a good midterms for it's, us on the left. We need we need it. We're, we're going to need these moments every chance. We we're going to need these moments. Uh, um, what we're going to need to. What choice do we have yeah. other than crying? <laughs> we don't have time for that, goddammit. Anyway. We don't have time for that. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, the scientists are are pooping their pants. Um, yeah. Because like they're 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 dumb. They're they're dumb dumbs now. Um and uh and the other thing is they talk a little bit about something called I could not read this. The first five times that it came up, the tri squads, <laughs> the tri squads, um, yeah. I was like the trisquids, the trisquids. What's, what's the trisquids? Be like, oh, tri squads, yes. Uh, and we'll find out a little bit more about what they are later. But it, it's it. From what I, from the context clues you gather in chapter five, is they are zombies, yeah, and they are armed, and there are three of them. Yes. You assume, yes, yeah, you, yeah. At that um, point, you're led to believe it's it's just a few. It's yeah. Um, so they also um, he also references that there's MA7s on the base yep. um, and MA7s, I believe, are the hunters. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. He, he brings the hunters, them up several times. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the, the but they are not at, they're just not they're not wandering around. They are they're in cages. No. Um, but, you know, uh, Chekhov's MA7. um you you wouldn't bring up the MA7 unless you were going to use the MA7. I mean, come uh, on. Come on. What choice do you have at that point? 
that's what that 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 Russian writer was talking about. That's right? what he was talking when about. He, yeah, he was. It was the. Yeah. It's, uh, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a, a Chekhov's Chekhov's zombie. I believe is the the expression. Yeah, you put the you put the hunter on the shelf mm-hmm. in Act One. If you're gonna put it in there in Act One, you got to use it in Act Three. Yeah. It has to. Otherwise, why? Yeah. Why is the hunter there? Right. Other than you can't no no set decoration. It's just cruelty at that point. No, no, everything has to have everything has to point towards the same dotted line at the end of the story. Otherwise, it's unsatisfying. Uh, thus, yes. the killer's on. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with Chekhov's gun principle. Now that I think about it, because he's like, if there's a gun on the thing, why, why is it there? Unless you're going to use it and be like, I don't know, maybe the fucker likes guns, right? Maybe it's <laughs> pointing. Maybe it's pointing to like. Something subconscious, like right. I don't know, it could be any number of things. It doesn't have to be story, like it doesn't have to be a literal plot element, right? <laughs> I think, I think the idea in my head with those kinds of rules isn't necessarily that it can't be broken. It's more or less something to uh, get fourteen-year-olds who are writing their first one-act play and convinced that they're going to change the world with it to shut the fuck up. Uh, sure. As a as a former creative writing teacher, I, I have to assume that as something. As a former know. creative writing teacher and a former fourteen year old. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. As as a as <laughs> as a former as both most insufferable human being on the planet. Uh, yeah, I can say that that that's gonna it's gonna help. You're Eight, like, well, mm, I'm gonna check out these mm, rules. Mm. So eighth graders, not even once. No, not even once. <laughs> but we do get we do get kind of some standard mad scientist stuff in this chapter though we get we get the like the literal he literally does the whole my creation frankenstein kind of bit uh yeah. with these guys even though he did just like criticize one of them for shitting his pants um he's still like hey my my creation shit his pants did your creation shit its pants? Oh no, you didn't. You don't have a creation. You don't Go even have yourself. a creation. Oh. You don't even have a creation that can shit its own pants. Oh, what a shame! Uh, I do. What a shame. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a little bit about that. <laughs> that's a little bit about that. Um, and did we? Is this in this chapter? Does he? Um, um, does he really get down to what his his grand plan is yet, or? Or yes. has he, has he, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so basically his idea is he is he has made the T-virus, uh, he's made it airborne. Yes. And he is going to release it and basically turn the whole world into Zambos. Right. Um, he's going to make it which, airborne. Because he wants the world to be at peace. And the only way to be at peace is... To turn everybody into a zombie, right? He's 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 got uh, he's a Thanos villain. He's really it, Thanosing this this whole thing up, but he's not even Thanos. At least had a line. Um, right, say what true. you will about Th- <laughs> Thanos is just fifty percent. He just wants a clean fifty off the top. That's right. all he uh, Thanos wanted. Easy this guy's a hundred percent. This guy it's wants true. to end, to 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 clear it all out. Um, I. Thanos would have issues with this guy. I think um, Thanos would probably, yeah, he'd be like, I, I, I admire your scope. Uh, I admire the scope and right. and your effort. Yes, but yeah, I the think there's good. ways, better ways to go about this. Precisely, yes. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So and that's, then, that's our villain. That's our villain. Dr. Nick. Uh, Nick. Nick Griffith. Dr. Nick. Dude, Hi, I, can't, I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. I literally just picked up on it as I was saying it. I was I was about to say Dr. Nicholas that's and amazing. then and that's that just popped right in there. Um so you starting son with of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> chapter six, um, we got Karen Driver. <clears throat> She's a new point of view character, and she is a stars agent. And she is uh, very, she's very serious. She's a very, very serious, serious star, stars agent. She sure is. Uh, she's a forensics expert, and uh, she keeps her house, as Rebecca puts it, antiseptically clean. Yeah, yeah. She's very much a uh, uh, just, just the facts, ma'am, kind of thing. And uh, I, I assume that she is part of the main um, stars team. It seems like uh, it should I be. I mean, in, these are the um, these are the yeah the 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 the, the main. I thought you meant main. The exeter primary. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. main as in main e as in mainus. Mainus. Yeah, yeah. The, out there catching that lobster. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna fight some zombies and uh, <laughs> we're gonna make sure they uh, never dock in the towers of New England again. That is that is bad. That is bad. <laughs> But it's never stopped me in the it's past. It's not that bad. Eh. Uh, uh, it, it's not that bad. It's not bad. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, appreciate I, I think person. you're okay. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> so basically, they're having a meeting. They're meeting at Karen's house to go over all the uh, all the details and plans. And SD Perry right in the thirst traps, right in there. This is probably the we most. We were ex- just talking about this. Like <laughs> just. Just right in there, Steve Lopez, computer expert, marksman, hot. Hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> and you know what? Let's give it to, to SD Perry. She she like we've we've I was thinking about this today, and it's like we we've we've criticized um books we've read in the past where we get a lot of male gazy shit and everything like that. Sure. And I and I while I'm reading this, I'm just laughing. I'm like, you know, it's it's this 18 year old girl's perspective um, uh, of this handsome. Like, what is he? He's 21. He's their marksman. He's like 21 and 22 or yeah, something like that. The, the goddamn uh, Sonya Blade shit for Mortal Kombat all over, sure. over again. The great marksman at 22. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm sure they're there, uh, but uh, it's it's. <laughs> It's don't so write funny. in. We don't care. Right. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Uh, but it's very um, well, it's not it's not as threatening, is it? It's just, it's it just doesn't come off as no. gross as some of that stuff does. It, yeah. You do think you're like an 18, 18 year old girl probably would be like, oh, yeah, this guy's hot. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not done in kind of a gross, gazy sort of way. Yeah, the his, so here's the here's the paragraph. Okay, yeah. His gaze was friendly and direct, and in spite of the circumstances, Rebecca found herself wishing that she had at least run a brush through her hair before coming out of the bathroom. Simply put, he was hot. Yes. <laughs> and you know, you know what, now that you read it back, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. At no point does she talk about like his crystal blue eyes or his ebony colored hair that fell no. over his? No, it's just he's direct. He's he's got a like 
they give him like the aw shuck smile earlier at some point yeah. in, in the in the chapter and it's just he's just he's a nice guy it isn't like any and, and he's got a dick hanging down to his knees because that's not generally <laughs> how women write this shit not generally <laughs> it's they're like you know milton burl <laughs> <laughs> balls the size of Milton Burles. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. They were pulsating against his tight stars uniform. My God. Anyway, and, 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 and she goes, she goes, uh, it was like, uh, the man who played Mr. Like a short story. The man who played Mr. Belvedere once sat on his balls <laughs> and they had to stop filming for two days. Those must've been some pretty big balls. That's how big this guy's balls were. Right. Yeah. A lot of footnotes in this Resident Evil book, and they all have something to do with balls. You don't like it? No, it's kind of better. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't mind it. I'm just saying. I'm not upset about it. I don't know what that means. It's not a criticism. No. uh, (laughs) Just an observation. Just observing. Yeah. So. (laughs) So, yeah, we get we get a look at this new team. Uh, we've got a whole new team of people to obliterate, uh, with zombies. Uh, and. Oh, and then there's, there's, uh, and then there's the other guy, John. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Who is, who is, uh, who is just a a big old slab of beef. Oh, sure. Um, He's our, he's our Barry, uh, for this. He's our Barry. He is, he is Blackberry. Yes. uh, Basically. Um, six foot frame bulging with tightly packed muscle. I he can't believe they didn't at bring her. up like he has a desert eagle or something like some sort of like yeah, trademark yeah, yes. gun. <laughs> He's like, that's Barry's gun. You Come can't on. use that gun. Come on. Come on. Uh, and then, of course, David. We've got David there. Uh, David, our British, our British man. Exactly. Uh, David. I almost Standard. forgot David was British. Standard um, issue Brit. Standard issue Brit. He's yeah. a little sickly looking. Yeah. Store. Yeah. Store bought Brit. <laughs> Uh, low in protein, uh, but but somehow very stiff and firm to the touch. Uh, <laughs> uh, you really don't want to start getting into a conversation about the monarchy with him. No, please um, don't. Please don't. It could get to a really weird place, and it's nobody really wants to hear. Please, Kevin, it's the Queen's Jubilee. Let's have some respect. It's, let's have some respect and decorum for... The Queen's Jubilee. For the ancient bloodline that rules that little island. For uh, the ancient bloodline that rules that tiny little island. Tiny little just just not ancient as ancient as in the bloodline is old and also the blood inside the the the, the yeah. veins are old. The, yeah, the, uh, the blood inside the monarch itself. I'm sorry, uh, UK fans. We, we are you. talking about we love you. Um, we're just, if you like not the queen, big fans of monarchs. <laughs> listen, if you like your queen, you can keep your queen. Yeah. Um. Uh. That. Uh, yes, that was an Obama reference. I was about to say, so, is that a healthcare reference? <laughs> yes. I like my queen. So keep your queen. So keep your queen. Keep your um. Queen. If you don't like your queen, then I don't know. Like, start start figuring out what Guy Fox did. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> Figure it out. It's it's there. There are surprisingly few steps. As it turns out, we're going to get on a list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, So, David, we get David kind of like he's giving everybody um, uh, 
you know, the mission briefing, essentially telling here's them, the rundown. Here's, yeah. what, here's what we want to do. Yeah. Uh, here's where it is. Here's how we want to approach all that stuff. Right. This is all very important stuff. Like this yeah. is like like if you read the first book where they had like a full chapter on how they were going to do their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of know what's coming. <laughs> you kind of know. Yeah. It's not going to be a big surprise, let's just It's not going to be a big surprise, no. but yeah, this chapter's dedicated to A, how are we going to do it, and B, what are we up against? And Rebecca right. basically gives them the breakdown of like, all right, what what are these Zambos? What do they what do they look like? How do they act? Right. Um, one of the things that she doesn't quite get into, which is funny because later she starts having to shout it at them is is how to kill them oh yeah um, oh yeah it's ridiculous that's a pretty that's a pretty big oversight and yeah. um she starts she starts having to to kind of loudly communicate with that that to them later so um we'll she get literally to that, has a shout above everything to to tell them what's going on and it's like i, th- I feel like we covered this i don't know but yeah, I feel like that should have been like one of the first things that you covered is that if you run into one of these things, um, shoot you the got to shoot them in the head. Shoot them in the head. Um, to, uh, it was that Tom Savini in uh, in the Day of the Dead remake. I just remember there's a there's that moment where they're watching Tom Savini on a TV in the mall. And he, he's just shouting at the camera. And he's like, he's like a cop. He's playing like a sheriff or yeah, something like yeah. that. He's like, listen, you gotta shoot him in the head. I haven't seen that movie in so fucking long. I need to watch oh movie. God. I try not to expose myself to um what's his what's his face too much. Oh um, um the director. Yeah. Uh you know, the one that we both forced out of our head, apparently. The we 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 just hit the eject button on right. on on. Uh, Hold on. Uh, uh, Are you talking about? La 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 la. Uh, come here. No. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Yeah. 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 I I, I I'm. I'm not as down on his Watchmen movie as a lot of people are, but uh, mostly I, I, I move on. So <laughs> yeah, I, I move on from, from him. From him. Um, so, so Rebecca breaks down like also that the, why the zombies act the way they do that. Once you're introduced to this virus, your body starts decaying, your brain is shooting the wrong uh, signals at the wrong times. Um, inciting violence and people who are exposed to it and all that all that fun stuff she actually does a really good scientific breakdown of it of like she she does she does a really good job of saying it's not the undead there are people who have been exposed to a very shitty virus mm-hmm. um and there there's no coming back from it like that's that's actually it, it's it's a it was, i was a I, I was like i'm gonna give you a lot of credit here because she does it in she wrote it in such a way that's like yeah, it's like they're victims of a virus. It's right. not like they're not like these undead monsters rising from the grave. They're literally just it's just the effects of the virus turns it's, off pain receptors and your yeah. body starts falling apart. We we did this in the last episode, but it's it, it, I can't stop thinking about like Jurassic Park, like the book of yes. it, uh, where 
very Crichton-y. Very yeah. Crichton-y. Like fit in some really solid, not not gobbledygook, like actual yeah. scientific basis for what we're talking about here. Uh, you know, it, it it's it's really impressive. We've 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 dealt with a lot of uh books in this show where the science could be just brushed off as fantasy and just right. make up some crazy supernatural thing that explains all this shit and it's kind of science fiction but we're actually getting kind of a medical uh, uh virologist uh point yeah. of view on on how this all works it's, it's more cool. science than it's it's very much science and not supernatural it's more science than the actual Resident Evil games. Uh, oh yeah, treat. yeah. Resident it's it's a lot more science than the Resident Evil games ever really. I mean, sure, you can read some documents in the Resident Evil games that you know they throw in there oh, about absolutely. about stuff, but it's it is <clears throat> it's more believable science than the Resident Evil games actually ever. And this is something that we were talking about before the show, but I feel like SD Perry understands resident evil better than some of the people who have made resident evil games understand it without question um, yes absolutely. because she understands the she she's a very good science fiction writer she has the bona fides as a science fiction writer and she is um she's very good at understanding why it's effective. Yeah. And I think as you play the Resident Evil games, you start to see some some dancing around the concepts of why it's effective. And you said you, you, last week you're talking about Resident Evil 5 and how yep. it's it's just it's super dumb. Oh yeah. Um Resident Evil 6 is going to be more of that dumb. Right. Resident Evil 4 for as praised as it is is the is a lot of the introduction of that dumb. Yeah. Um and Resident Evil 1, 2 and 3 they have that underlying camp to them. Oh, big time. Um, but there's like a, there's like a myth. It's, they are methodical and they kind of take it at a pace that's just not run, 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 run. Um, let's stay, let's stay and observe the horror a little bit rather than run through the horror. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is, so I feel like SD Perry, I feel like Caliban Cove would have made an amazing Resident Evil game so I, far. It it so far absolutely like this is. <laughs> I kept thinking about that in terms of how this could be a game. Like you just need to insert a few more puzzles so far. But yeah, yeah. like this would so far so good. This is gonna and you know, we haven't even gotten into the best parts of this section yet. So no, yeah. no, yeah, it, it gets better from here. The other thing that 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 popped up into my head is that um, this would actually make for. The way this is kind of set up, wouldn't it be awesome if there was an XCOM style zombie oh. uh strike force type of game that where cool. you were you were controlling like a stars type, like a Resident Evil XCOM style game. Dude, a, a Resident Evil themed XCOM game, I would play the shit out of that. That would be cool as hell. Right? Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Or well, it's like you wouldn't even have to do two. I mean, it, it, there is a whole thing with the most recent XCOM where, you know, you've got kind of alien zombies coming at you, and those are some of the most satisfying levels to play. You know, headshot, yeah. headshot, headshot. It's so much fun. You right. You could do something similar to that. That would be a lot of fun. 
you have the zombies, you have the hunters. It's like the first one is like the Spencer Mansion totally. or something like that. Yeah. That would be so cool. Dude, um, that would be anyway, awesome. But, so, so somebody out there with um, connections to both Capcom and um, <laughs> and Firaxis, just kind of like make that happen. Just, just, if you could, if you could just get on that, please. And thank you. Could, you. If you could get uh, what's his name, Jake Solomon, on the phone right. with uh, whoever whoever's owning the 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 IP over at Com- Capcom these days, um, you know, just get them on the phone, get yeah, them talking just, to each give other, a quick chat, quick chat, yeah. Yeah. No pressure, no big. Um, but the damn game. <laughs> um, so they 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 continue. Uh, they continue like basically getting ready. Yeah. Um, there is not as much of a gear porn scene in this one as there not was really. in the first book. No, they actually make a decision to not bring a lot of uh, weapons with them because this is supposed to be just an infiltration mission, not yeah. a actual combat mission yeah they're Um, not seeing this as being yeah they're not coming in to knock the door down and riddle everyone full of bullets it's kind of a recon sort of situation they're supposed to just be getting in grabbing uh evidence of umbrellas malfeasance and getting out right um so that's the idea that's the concept yeah um and that i'm sure that'll go just fine I'm sure that'll go great. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, we also get a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of character for Karen, uh, who is uh, the other woman on the team. Uh, Rebecca and her have a moment where where Rebecca finds Karen looking at a frag fragmentation grenade, oh, a pineapple, pineapple grenade. from yeah. World War Two. Um and it's it's basically like her good luck charm, which is, which is, is the most Resident Evil thing in this book so far. Like that's a soup. Like I keep this uh, old World War Two grenade with me just as a good luck charm. You know, it's like, oh, OK, OK, <laughs> sure. Um, it's super Resident Evil. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> but she's very certain, like even though the grenade is live, she's like. She's like, I don't even think you can get the pin out. I like, I think the pin is is basically stuck in there. <laughs> right, right. It's like, well, it's, it's, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like I that's just, gonna come up later. <laughs> I feel like that might come up later. Right? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't um, you think? It's it's a uh, it's check. I think it's even reference to be like it might it might come in handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, I forget if Rebecca or Karen says that. You, you introduce a pineapple grenade in the uh, in the beginning of and, the book. And it has to go off by the end. And it has to go off by the end. Chekhov's grenade. Chekhov uh, <laughs> is getting a lot of work tonight. Yes. Um, yes. He's- and to pay for all that work <gasps> that we are throwing Chekhov's way, we're going to throw to our very first sponsor today. Uh, so uh, enjoy this, this, this message from our sponsors. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Gennaro's new delicious recycled crust pizza. Pizza is garbage. Your garbage. Eat. All right. And uh, we're back um, from that very real message from our sponsor. Please. Um, Please. I'm not even sure which sponsor it is this episode yet we have well we got so many sponsors all at once kevin i'm not sure if we're meant to remember all of them i'm not yeah buy their services and or products please um 
please, 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 <laughs> so please. We, uh, we move on to chapter seven, um, yes. and this is the approach. Um, they are they're in the raft. It's got the raft has an underwater motor, um, which they they operate a bit more silent than your your typical motor. Um, so you can just putt putt around uh, the cove and and get to the point that you need to be mm-hmm. uh, need to be at. Um, so they they're out in the water and they're looking. They're lo- David's looking through night vision goggles. He's like, I see some people, see a fence. He's just basically just just listing off what he sees. Um, and then uh, the raft gets fucking blown knocked right out of the into the air out of the water into the air and everybody is scattered yes who did who was who saw that coming no who to thunk it <laughs> the the uh the vehicle that's bringing us here is uh going to get uh exploded uh who would have thought that would happen who would have thought that would story? happen oh um, not me so in an earlier chapter dr nick was talking about something called a leviathan yeah. um and how he had been working on the blood work for the leviathans um, and I feel like that this is the Leviathan that he was referring to. It might um, be. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. It's 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 a giant uh, monster. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's, um, it's a catfish. It's, oh, a, it's, it's a catfish. A, it's a bottom feeder. Like they never say that yeah. but they refer to the fish as being this bottom feeding fish. And when it exposes its belly, it's got this like uh, this this just this curled face, uh, t- a smile or frown or whatever, uh, full of like peg like teeth. It's it, that sounds like a, a it's catfish. Old catfish. It is it's a, big a massive catfish. It is the <laughs> largest catfish that you've ever done seen. Yeah, um, it was this big. It was this big. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I love yeah, this it, though. By the way, I I I'm such an aquatic horror nerd, and the thing yeah. that I will say for Resident Evil through all its highs and lows. Uh, they love putting in aquatic bad guys, and they're yeah. always my favorite part. Uh, Resident Evil Five. Uh, when I was bitching about that game last episode, uh, I will say it was so on rails and kind of stupid. But one of the fights was on you're on this big ass ship, and there's this horrible leviathan whale monster uh, oh, following right. your ship. And I was like, okay, this is pretty goddamn fun. Okay, fine. Was that this when is the, fun. Was that when the hot lady injects herself with the stuff? Yeah, that's um, the one. That's the one. And it's like, uh, she's like, uh, and and it it basically, she doesn't, uh, she loses control. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was like, and the guy's like, whoops, I guess it doesn't like you. And yeah. she like basically gets ripped apart and turned into a giant monster. Which is uh, just a recurring theme uh, in, in the Resident Evil franchise. They're like, I'm, I'm cornered. I'm going to inject myself with this virus I really don't know very much about. Oh, no. Who could have guessed that this would have happened? Most people. Most people. Most people. Most people would have yeah. saw that coming. Most people. Yeah. But yeah. So I like this monster. I I love this scene. And we don't get much of it. We really don't. We don't. No, it it basically it just makes a big splash. Um and it does its job. It really oh, yeah. fucks up their plans. Uh Absolutely. they get tossed from the boat. Um and they they all end up scattered and they make it to shore. There's a moment there where they think John might have gotten uh consumed by the giant by the giant catfish, but he he makes it out. Uh, but they get to shore 
and they they regroup and it turns out that most of them have lost their flashlights at this point um, that's the only a, thing too you notice <laughs> yeah it's weird that they lost that is like i lost my flash We're like how did everybody lose their only their flashlight right he's um, like okay report how's your health how's your gun how are your bullets and how's your flashlight and basically we go through everyone going I'm fine. My gun's fine. My bullets are fine. No flashlight, though. And I think one person in the whole team retains their flashlight. So, yeah, it's like one or two people have a flashlight. And that's yeah. it. I think David and Rebecca have their flashlights. Um, so they basically get up. Uh, they they get they had gotten knocked to shore and then they they drag themselves up to the the boathouse um, and they they find um, a dead body nailed to a door and it's like arm is like up nailed uh, in an upward position as if yeah. like waving um and nearby they find a note um that had been sent out it was from and they they realize that this is dr ammon yes and this is the first clue basically trent had referenced dr ammon's message received this and they they find basically a printout of the 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 message that Ammon had sent Trent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this body there's a lot of good body horror that gets out of this this little prop of a body that's nailed oh, against yeah. the door. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 pretty repulsive. It's it's well written, and uh, and it kind of introduces I think where S D Perry is improving on the first book we talked about in the first book where. You know, she was working with the first game, and so we've got puzzles set up for us, but it's not always all that interesting to describe those in a book form. Uh, and so she did she did the best she could with that. And with this one, instead of setting up a bunch of puzzles, we have this one, if you remember from last episode, we have this one note that has a string of clues or esoteric remarks like, uh, you know, Ammon's message and uh, these things that are clearly clues to help them guide them along the way. And so this one, it's it all comes from one clue. And clearly, it's going to guide us through the rest of the adventure. I think it's a pretty smart way to do it with a novel. Yeah. So the note the note says, July 20th, food was drugged. I'm sick. I hid the material for you, sent data. Boats are sunk, and he let the, uh, the tri-squads out. Dark now, they'll come. I think he killed the rest. Stop him. God knows what he means to do. Destroy the lab. Find Chris to tell, him, tell her I'm sorry. Lyle's sorry. I wish. And there was nothing more. And then Ammon's message, Karen said softly, Lyle Ammon. Um, so they put it together that this is Lyle Ammon. This is basically what what's left of Lyle Ammon. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're like, all right, well, let's move out. And they we end chapter seven um, with gunfire. They're, they're being yes. fired upon, uh, fired up their positions being fired upon. And um uh, we jump right into chapter eight. Basically, there there's just automatic gunfire coming from every direction. And one of the best things about this is that there uh, these bullets are tearing through the door of the mm -hmm. boathouse where the body of Lyle Ammon is hanging. 
Yeah. And there's some good descriptive moments about what's happening to the body as as the bullets are tearing through. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's like he's dancing and shit. It's it's he's like dancing. The head caves in like a watermelon or something like that. It made me think of uh, the one of the earlier scenes in Total Recall where Arnold Schwarzenegger has just found out he's being chased by the baddies and and everybody for the first time and one of the they're on the escalator and the one guy gets shot and so he uses the guy's body as a bullet shield and he's just like just holding this innocent (laughs) civilian up it's it, it, it i couldn't stop thinking about that moment Oh god. So so basically they're the they're like uh Steve is yelling out why won't they die? Um Rebecca kind of puts two and two together that these the 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 gunfire is coming from zombies. Um and she she gives them the you got to you got to shoot them in the head uh bit of information. Um right. but yeah, it's like, I, I realize now that she is she's just surprised. <laughs> she might have told told them that you have to shoot zombies in the head. I think she just didn't realize that the zombies would have guns this time. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, the rest of us had to wait, uh, you know, several games before the zombies had guns. So uh, this time it's uh, it's it's the zombies have guns. Yeah. And we were yeah. talking about this before the show. But um, you were saying that a lot of times when zombies have guns, it feels kind of dumb. It does. And unearned. Um but this is fine. Yeah. Um, I am fine with this. And yes. I th- you are too, right? That's this Yes. Is- I think because there hasn't been a ton of precedent set. Um, like, for example, in Resident Evil, it started to annoy me when uh, in the fourth game, uh, the Zombos, uh, the, the infected, if you will, were throwing axes and the occasional right. torch or something a, like they that. They have a chainsaw. Right. I was like, ah, okay, fine. And then when five came around and they had actual guns and dynamite and, and stuff like that, that's when I was just like, okay, this is getting really stupid. What's the point? What What is separating this from just a military shooter? Uh, right. It's, it's kind of the same. Uh, except every now and then you you headshot one of them and a horrible centipede thing flies out, which sure, all right, fine, uh, fine. But with this, we haven't had so we we're dealing with something different, and that's you know, and I know we're dealing with something different in the games too. I don't know. There's something about this that's just handled in a better fashion uh, to my tastes. I can't. Yeah, fully explain I it. I think because there's and I, there's also some good explanation as to why. Um, they're very clearly still zombies, but they've it's already it's already been set up that this guy has modified the T virus like to to basically fix the aggression aspect and just yeah. make them super pliable. Um, and he also says like they don't in one of the other chapters, uh, Dr. Nick says they don't last long. Like, no. The Tri-Squad zombies only last a couple of weeks of service before they basically fall apart. Yeah. Um, but they will just do the take carry out their orders without question. That's kind of their um and they're really hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, uh, it's it's just a different I don't know, it has a different feel. It has a different angle uh in in this one. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So they they basically f- fight their way and scramble their way through and get into the facility um, and, and lock the door behind them. 
Um, they and 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 one of one of them is shot. Steve is shot, um, but his vest catches it. But he's he's a uh, he's got a big old bruise now on his chest, and Rebecca right. gets to make him take his shirt off. Oh, what a what an adorable moment! She's she's. <laughs> She's like, you're, you're fine. I, I just, I was just checking, but you're fine. You don't have to put on the shirt again if you don't want it, but you can. It's adorable. It's adorable. Um, and they kind of just, they kind of just do a recap of like, all right, well, what does this actually mean? Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> the zombies have guns now. That was not expected. Um, yep. and there was clearly some sort of spill or whatever here. Like people were the, the, the people on this island are zombified yep. and they, they end up, um, taking kind of like a, a straw poll in this moment where it's like, all right, well, what do we do? Do we just like David's initial idea when they first get fired upon or before they start getting fired upon is like, all right, let's bounce. Like, yeah, yeah. We, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is like the smartest idea ever in a Resident Evil game. Immediately, he's just like, "Yeah, we we're going, we're done." Like this we're is done. Not- like mission, calling the mission. Yeah, uh, canceling. This isn't how Let's it was go. supposed to go. We're gone. <laughs> it's 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 kind of great, actually. <laughs> it's like, very wow. refreshing that yeah. immediately he's like calling it. Let's go home. <laughs> right. And it's not even a, and it's not even like him arguing with people and going, am I losing my mind? We should leave like framed in a way that he's the coward or something. It's just kind of like this is he's not the, the captain. Mission. No. Yeah. He's, this is the mission. He's the captain is like this is like we we set up the mission in these parameters. Those parameters don't exist. So no. we're going. <laughs> it's done. It's done. We'll come back with bazookas. I don't know what to tell you. This is it. We'll come back with some flamethrowers right. and we'll uh, we'll we'll deal with it then. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, but these uh, fucking idiots. So anyway, they get they get chased into another building and now they're trapped on Caliban yeah. Cove um, yeah. because they gave zombies guns. They were right. expecting that. Um, it is it is what tends to happen. So they they do a quick straw poem like, all right, well, what do you guys want to do? Like, we're here now. What what's the goal? Do we try to escape or and they basically all decide like, no, I mean, now we let's just see this through because we're here. <laughs> we're trapped by zombos with guns and, uh, you know, let's let's fuck around and find out. Yeah, why not? What choice do we have <laughs> at this point? <laughs> Which, at that point, because at that point, they they, they really are kind of like, uh, uh, you know, cornered. So it's like, well, what do you want us to do? We don't have a boat. You know, we're kind of we are actually kind of screwed here. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so they we jump back to Dr. Nick um, and Dr. Nick has pre- basically had basically shut himself off from the concept that anybody was coming to deal with him. Yes. Right now, he thinks it's an it's an invasion of Umbrella. Um, but he. Oh, I thought I lost you for a second. Yeah, um, you, you stopped there for a second with me too. Uh, basically, he thought that, you know, uh, if they haven't come, they're not going to come. Right. He thought Lyle Ammon never got the message out. And he was content to just the next day launch out his his thing. And he he the only reason he finds out that there is uh, somebody in the base 
is because he went down to check on he was going to euthanize the hunters. Right. And while he's in the process of getting ready to do that, that's when he hears the commotion, basically, of of somebody else in the base. Um, And had he not gone to check on the hunters, he would not have known (laughs) somebody else was there. Because he's actually concerned about the quality of life of the hunters. He's like, they don't really get out. They're not. They just we really should. It's just it's kinder to euthanize them. It's and kinder to euthanize them. And who is going to let them out of their cages after I release the thing? Right. Um, so it's unfair. It's it's unfair. He's a really weird guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got interesting priorities, let's say. Interesting priorities. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so now he's basically um he's he's just like all right well you know you guys want to you guys want the the smoke here we go here's yeah. here's <laughs> he's, he's gonna he's gonna engage with these dudes um he's not able to fight them toe to toe because he's just a a weak little baby scientist man no um, yeah he didn't he didn't spec in uh in a lot of combat skills. So. He really is. He's he's got he rolls with disadvantage on strength rolls. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but but on uh, but on surgery and uh, viruses against God and man. Ooh, all the Oof. advantage rolling with an advantage. Oh, and yeah. he's like a oh, plus yeah. 10. So he's exactly. going to he's going to pass your your check on. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to go ahead and, and, and it's actually not even a roll. It's a legend. It's a legendary action. Right. Uh, exactly. He just does it. <laughs> he just does it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good villain. He's a good villain. He's really fucking weird. He's a good villain. He's yeah. he get he has wild mood swings yeah. uh, going from from very nervous and scared to super angry. Right. Because um, he thinks they're umbrella at first. He thinks they're umbrella at first. Yeah, yeah. He thinks they're umbrella and he starts losing his shit and he basically tears up a computer. Uh yeah. because he yeah, like you said, he didn't he he basically given up on the idea that anyone was going to interrupt him. And then when we realize it is an umbrella, he goes, Oh, this is gonna be a great deal of fun. I shouldn't have let myself fly off the handle like that. Let's kill us some policemen basically and so. and during this and during all this he's squeezing his fist so hard that his fingernails are slicing into his palms yeah and his yeah. hands are bleeding like um some sort of perverted stigmata that he's right. giving himself science uh, stigmata, because yeah. he does view himself a little bit like a christ-like figure oh, i mean this might be, I mean, I, I give S.D. Perry a lot of credit. This might be giving her a little too much credit on the on the whole religious aspect of it. But he, like, views himself as creating a new world. He's, like, squeezing until his hands are bleeding. Right. Um, so it, I, it's I got feel some, like uh, religious allegory. To I think it. there's some religious allegory overtones there to, yeah. to Dr. Nick's character. <laughs> oh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. He he sees himself as changing the world uh, in a very big way. So yeah, I don't think that's too much to uh, suggest. To be completely honest. So that's the that's the end of our section for tonight. Yeah. Um, you're liking it so far, though. I'm I'm, I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. This is way is, better was, than the first one. It's way better than the first one, and we liked the first one, right? Um, but it's one of those instances where you're like. 
you look at what some of the writers have to go through when they're writing uh when it's when they're writing on a contract for you know these video game adaptations mm-hmm. um and sd perry got the um she got the chance to basically shape a resident evil world in her own image because i feel like i think every other book in the series is her own creation um, um no no they do have they do have other ones that are based on the next one is based on two and then fourth is uh, another one of her own and i think the i think there's one okay more the five that. and six five and six are games yeah and then i don't think seven they go any is, further than resident evil three though the uh yeah there's there's three code veronica and code. zero yeah. all have adaptations but yeah, okay yeah. so she did she did two of her own um and that was underworld um which looks like actually i'm not sure which one is is resident evil 2 it's the next um, one it's resident it's volume 3 City yeah volume 3 is based on resident evil 2 that's yeah if we could make it more confusing uh, <laughs> if we could make it more confusing <laughs> but yeah yeah it's uh I mean, once again, it proves the rule that we are finding steadily that with these writers, the best parts of the book, uh, if not the entire book, tends to be when you let the writers play in the world and actually not do a one to one adaptation. Let Um, them off the leash a little bit. Absolutely. Which shouldn't be too big of a surprise, but it, 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 it just it has it has never not been true. Uh, right. In, With in the, the exception of the Dead Space books. Um, and we don't know the circumstances well, of the Dead Space books, but uh, there's that one is still shrouded in mystery as far as I'm that's, concerned. that's yeah. shrouded in mystery. But that seems to be a pretty whole cloth. Uh, you know, that wasn't one of the games. So that's a very good point, actually. Yes, that that is a big exception to that rule. That's a very good point. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, letting letting the author have a little fun with it seems to be the name of the game, and this is a great example of it. We're halfway through, and I'm I've, I'm I'm tearing through it. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, yeah, me too. So uh, now on to our our new segment that yes. we've been doing for a few weeks now. What are you playing? Ah, I like this part. This is this is this makes me think of old days when we tried to do a podcast that was just frankly just plainly, talking about video games uh, yeah, yeah you know like every other uh white man in america uh yep and uh, <laughs> we needed to find our niche uh but i like yeah. i like adding this in this is fun um, this is fun yeah i'm playing i i just this week i played a couple of games uh i played uh iron lung yeah which i've seen uh, you you watched uh, you watched a let's play of that didn't you? Or did I watched you a, I watched John Wolf's uh, let's play of it. Yeah, um, I loved it. I had it's it that one was it. I, yeah, I played that one and I played a game called V Rising, and they're both horror adjacent. Uh, yeah, Iron V Rising Lines. is that like is that what is V Rising? Is it like a MOBA or it's a uh, it's a Diablo slash Diablo clone slash survival game uh oh okay it's a vampire game you're playing a vampire like from this ancient court that years ago man rose up and forced them underground and now you are out of your tomb and you're you make your vampire which is super fun and then you uh literally go out and chop trees and break up stones 
and it's the same fucking thing. And it's a shame because I'm done with those games. I'm so sick of them. Yeah. I, I need a really new angle for me to give a shit. Yeah. And I will admit that the vampire angle is at least interesting. Like it got you in the door, but it, it's right. not keeping you there. It's not the it's like it, it it's way more combat centric, and it's it's a Diablo clone. It's got that style of combat, which can be fun and engaging. Um, I'm gonna give it a little more time, but at this point, I've just me personally, those kind of games, I'm just I'm sick of it. But uh, but Iron Lung uh, uh, was I, I played that one. That's an uh, an indie horror title. Um, I think it's like five bucks on Steam. Takes about an yeah. hour to play, maybe an hour and a half. If you're yeah, it's by it's by it's by David Zemansky, who yes. is also the creator of Dusk. Yes, um, and you one, know he's one about of the Dusk? main. I didn't know anything about that one. Yeah, yeah, I played Dusk. Dusk okay. is really good. Okay, um, Dusk is um so it's it's I hate this term, but it's a boomer shooter. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> So boomer shooters are basically, for those who don't know, it's the genre of first person shooters that are a throwback to the early to mid 90s style of, ah, of shooter, um, which and- were very fast paced. Yeah. Um, so Dusk is is basically it's a quake like I like to I like to say. Um, See, you said quake like and that I, I follow. You yeah, I it's, mean, it's I never it's heard very <laughs> yeah, it's Boomer Shooter doesn't tell, tell you anything. It's very much like Quake, um, uh, Quake or Doom or somewhere in between. Um, and it's it's kind of New Blood's bread and butter is mm. is these types of games. Um, they have another one called Ultra Kill, which is uh, very it's super fast pace and it's mixed. Ultra Kill is like if you took Quake, um, Doom Eternal like some of the traversal of doom eternal right. and added a scoring system onto it like devil may cry um, oh, okay. so you know how those those devil may cry games or the platinum games where it's like it has like uh it'll it'll have like a letter ranking for how stylishly you right. kill the monsters yeah yeah ultra kill has something like that um, okay, okay where it has okay. like it'll be like b a s and like a, a, as you do more cool things as you're shooting your way through that's um, fascinating to me because based on what you're describing iron lung couldn't be any less like those games uh outside yeah. of kind of an older style like aesthetic right um basically in the game uh for anyone who's interested that that you are uh, it's in the future. You are on a planet where it is just an ocean of blood, literal human blood. You are welded into a little submarine. You have no visual, uh, you know, you don't have a you don't have a porthole or anything. And you have to follow this map and follow the right coordinates and take pictures of these various points on the map. And your only look at what's happening outside is through the pictures you take. And it's crazy atmospheric and really spooky. And even if it's only about an hour and a half long, uh, five bucks, I, I think, is worth it for the experience. It yeah. was super claustrophobic. Great horror game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it was really fascinating to watch uh, somebody play it. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I can I can give the recommendation for for those looking to experience it themselves, uh, you know, pick up five, pick up Iron Lung for whatever it is on Steam, five bucks. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. But if you want to watch it 
uh, watch somebody experience it secondhand. If you're not, if you're more of a secondhand um, horror experiencer, uh, which is check understandable it out, in this day, which is age. understandable. Uh, uh, John Wolf, who does a lot of plays a lot of these indie horror games, um, he 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 played it a few weeks ago, and and he had a pretty good playthrough. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Uh, in terms playing, of Kevin? in terms of what I've been playing, honestly, this past week it's just been back to Vampire Survivor. Hell yes. I for some reason this week I was like I, I it was weird, but I didn't feel like plugging my controller in. Um, oh, okay. It was just one of those I don't feel like I don't feel like getting the computer the controller and the game the other games that I've been playing recently are controller games. Sure. Uh, you know, your your uh, Death Stranding and the like. So I was like, all right, well, what can I play with my mouse and keyboard? And I was like, oh, yeah, Vampire Survivors. That just requires my keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one hand. Like, it's, yeah. It, it's like, it's like I, I'm playing that with one hand, and with my mouse, I'm, like, reading something, um, right. scrolling through. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been playing Vampire Survivors. I got, I got a bunch more unlocks. I finally nice. got, uh, I killed Death. Um, nice oh that's a turning I used, point i used your uh method for killing death yeah. um which apparently is like there's like three or four methods um, okay but i did the one that you did which was like uh you upgrade the laurel and the uh the time, time yeah. the time lance also i got the something else that happened that helped is the randomato uh cards I got yeah. one that does damage anytime time is frozen. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got so that I had that. Effect, I, so I had great. that one going. And so I so when you had the time cannon going, it's it's going in like clockwise, right? It's shooting these beams clockwise. And if you have it going like full speed or whatever, it's going doosh, 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 doosh. And like it does so much damage with that card in play. Oh, that's that awesome. I was just like. I was sitting there with like seven minutes left, just waiting for death to show up because nothing could touch me. Right. Uh, right. You have nothing to do, but sit there. <laughs> and it's like my kill counter is just going. I love that. I love it. I, I just like I, when we were taught, we, we both played um, loop hero. Uh, we both really yeah. liked loop hero. And yeah. uh, when I did a review of that earlier this year, I got somebody who replied to it and it was just like, this is not a game. This is bullshit. You're just like, you're just sitting there and watching it and da 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 and everything like that. And I had to admit on a certain level with Loop Hero, he had a point. Uh, like there, there is, there is certain aspects. There's a little bit of strategy you can do with Loop Hero, but mostly it's Yeah, just, it's the placement of the tiles is, right. is the strategy, basically. Right. Yeah, exactly. And now with this one, though, uh, there is there is some level of strategy up to a point at first right. to get to the point where you are just a god, a god that no one can touch. You have to be kind of quick on the draw with what you choose, the weapons you choose and and just generally how you move and everything like right. that. You have but to you know do what get you're to going a certain for. point where it never ends, where you're just like, I just, I'm just going to put this down for a little bit and we're good. I'm going to go to the bathroom and, right. and get myself something to drink. Um <laughs> I trust that this will still be killing things when I get back. <laughs> and it is. And it is. Look at that. I'm, um, I'm once still once I did that, I did I did end up getting killed because there was like a a boss that just like was able to walk right through and, oh, and sure. land on me. Um, yeah. 
you gotta but, wait you, you gotta look out for the bosses sometimes but yeah that's yeah. i'm still loving that. especially in gallo tower which was where i killed death um apparently oh, there's this crab the crab the, oh yes the crab, the crab where the claws keep getting bigger yep like yep. what is that i don't know what is going on i just know eventually they both pop and it's just the body mm. of the crab well then they start growing again yeah exactly i don't i don't know what the specifics are but yeah i i love that crab but i hate him at the same time because he's a pain in the ass he is a pain uh, in the ass because i really do love the i love uh my um what do you call it like the shield weapons i love my bible i love the garlic uh those have become yes. my favorites the really kind of passive weapons uh yeah. those have become my favorites and uh and that guy it requires so much more uh if that's your style <laughs> right so. um because the 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 bible and the garlic don't do enough damage no to kill him fast enough yeah um it's, it's so the same you gotta as have with, something else going for you exactly and it's the same as with the guardians of like the rings and uh the weird oh yeah red doohickeys um the, yeah I, when we talked last uh i told you i had I had 10 achievements left on uh, Vampire Survivors. I, I'm down to eight. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a problem. I, I'm just, that's me. I, I You give me a list and I want to check off. I the will list. check off that list. Absolutely. Have you, have, hey, check off again. Um, hey. Have you, have you, um, uh, have you gotten uh, a solo Mio uh, up to not level yet. 100 yet? Not yet. Not, I'm not okay. looking forward to that one. I've played with him once. He's a very good boy. Uh, but the only the only person I've played so far whose weapon is worse than his is the stupid guitarist with the uh, pinion uh, weapons. I hate that. It's they're they're terrible, and the little flower farts from the dog are not much better. <laughs> so, they are farts, right? It's, it's I it's, have to assume, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the The pinions and the the farts are really hard to deal with, and oh, they're yeah. like there are two there are two things, but like. All right, if I'm going to play this character, I need to like I need to get up a few levels immediately and get a couple more weapons. Yeah, like, you, you cannot can't... rely on your your base weapon. Do not level up the pinions or, or uh, Solomio's weapon until you've got like some garlic and some, you know, Bibles and some axes something, or something. Something a little bit defensive because otherwise right. you're going to be in a lot of trouble, especially yeah. it, when it, depending on the level uh like minute five in in uh the mad forest for example when you're suddenly surrounded by the plants yeah um yeah because because the game is has these different spawn points like at certain at a certain minute something will spawn yeah and like uh, on every level there will be a moment where oh it just spawned literally like ten thousand creatures on the screen yeah <laughs> And, and you got to be able to cut through them. You got yeah, you got to have you got to got to have a nice foundation of weapons. So yeah, I think I think with the with the pinions and with the flower farts. Uh yeah, upgrade it. Definitely upgrade it, but make I would wait till like level 10 till you bother yeah. upgrading that one unless the other things you have to choose really suck. Uh yeah. But like, yeah, don't bother with those. Get get some of the old traditional sandbys. And what's funny is some of the weapons that are really sucky at the start end up leveling up into the best. Um, the cats. I like the, the cats now. Like when they level up, 
when they level up, they're they're really funny. Um, they are so much fun. Yes, uh, they and the, uh, they the cherry will. Bomb. So so two things about the cats: one, they will occasionally attack you. Yes. Um, and two, <laughs> they will occasionally just randomly destroy an item on the screen. Oh, um, I haven't noticed that. Oh shit! So I I noticed it once because I was going to go pick up one of the attract orbs. Uh, to pull all the orbs and it to, killed the attractor and, and the cat just like walked by and went and and killed it and what kept going oh no 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 that's unacceptable those attract orbs are worth more uh than just about anything like those things yeah. are so great oh that sucks i didn't know that oh shit the cats will destroy items on the screen randomly <laughs> I'm going to, that's the thing I'm trying, uh, I think tomorrow uh, me and Emily are, are going away for a few days. And before we leave, I'm going to try and level one. I was thinking of trying to level 100ing the, uh, the witch with the cats. And now you say that, I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> it's a little bit harder than you think, because yeah. if you got, you can't let, cause I'll let things sit yeah. until I need them. Right. And with the cats, I realized like, oh shit, you can't just let something sit. You can't do sit. that with the cats. Oh, you can't. Shit. And it's like a real, it's like, oh, they're actually like real cats. You just can't. Right. <laughs> they're, they're great. And then they destroy something. Yeah. <laughs> that, or they scratch you or bite you. Well, that too. Yeah. We, we, we've been, Emily and I are, are moving at the end of uh, next month. And, and so we're slowly like putting shit together. And uh, our, our cat Ripley, I almost called her our kitten. I mean, she's, a year and a half old so she's yeah. not a kitten anymore but she's the little one and she's the one who needs attention all the time and we were in my office here uh going through the closets and getting some stuff and deciding what to keep and what to go and she's just watching us and chatting with us being really sweet and and purring and it was wonderful we're like oh this is nice it's nice having our little ripley to keep us company she's a little sweetheart aren't you baby and as if on cue she dive bombed this stack of role-playing game books I have, and that knocked into another stack of books, and that just like <laughs> this catastrophic <laughs> goddamn domino effect. And, and we're and like, so once this is that's being a cat owner. One second we we're like, what a sweet baby. Who's our sweet baby? And the next time we're like, out, you're out, you're going outside. Like just like threw her out <laughs> on the, onto the screen porch. Uh it's just, I mean, that that's honestly so so I think Vampire Survivors has cats. Uh, they they nailed Pretty it. Nailed. They, yeah, yeah. They, they got it figured out. Yeah, <laughs> the Gotti the Gotti Amari, I believe they're called Gotti Amari. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> love them, love them. All right, well that'll do it for today's episode. Um, if you can follow us on our socials at Pixelit Pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're of the video persuasion and you like. Uh, you like watching us talk and 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 you know subtitles and stuff like that you can check out our website <laughs> pixelitpod.com where we have a link to our discord where you can come in and chat with other fans of the show um but if you really want to help out please rate us five stars on itunes and spotify and, and share share this show with your friends family co-workers whomever uh you think would enjoy it or not enjoy it you know i i'm not their mothers um <laughs> Punish yeah. people with us. Use us to punish them. I don't care. Use us to punish people. That's fine. It gives the algorithm us the, doesn't the, know the difference. Fuck it. The, it doesn't know the difference at all. So uh, yeah, we're okay being a tool of punishment. Um, absolutely, in absolutely. so many ways. Anyway, that'll do anyway. it for tonight. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Bye.